like to use is extra. Do you know her sign? Franzi, I would drink today. I low-key think I'm kind of psychic. It's like, am I psychic or am I an empath? Long-distance friendships, social media. Are we going to like each other? Like, what's this going to be? Hi, friends. You're listening to No Filter Friendship with Jen and Haley. I'm Jen Gregorio. And I'm Haley McNutt. Together, we're two friends who talk too much. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Netflix to Friendship Friday. Happy NFF Day. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Can't believe it's basically spring now. It's really throwing me for a loop. Dude, it was like 80 degrees in Texas the other day. It was crazy. Holy guacamole. It was crazy. How crazy? I mean, how hot is it now? I think it's like 70 right now. Damn. We yeah, just had so our like very warm, unseasonably warm day, like the fake spring day, you know? We just had it this past week and it was like 76 degrees and everybody was like, time to get naked. And we like played yep. a work happy hour because of it. Like it was honestly, it was like pretty nice. It was like pretty, it like made me feel excited about the spring and summer again. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. seasonal I think depression I momentarily moves away and then it comes yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really have seasonal depression, but yeah. I do definitely notice that like the vitamin D she be lacking, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I went to New York last weekend and it was weirdly warm. Yeah, that's like, true. You were there the very warm weekend. Yeah. It was weird. I my mom was like, we have your jacket, like your, your like warm winter jackets winter jacket, in their house. Yeah. She was like, what are you going to do when you're in New York? Like, you're going to be so cold. So I, I ended up borrowing Orr's, um, winter jacket. I like nice. packed it up in a little packing cube. I didn't even need it. Wow. I, didn't, I literally, I think I was wearing a leather jacket the majority of the weekend. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I actually busted out my leather jacket the other day and I was like, oh, the concept that one day soon I'll be able to just wear a leather jacket. Like Every I do. Day. Yeah. I love winter. Obviously we all know this, but like there's something to be said. Like I feel like at the end of the summer, I'm always like, ugh, I want to put on sweaters again. Like I miss sweaters. I miss getting cut. Yeah. I miss having scarves. I miss being warm. But by the time we get to like this point of the winter, I'm like, I'm just sick of how long it takes me to get out the house. Dude, that's the beauty of, um, of seasons. Texas. <laughs> oh, of well, seasons. no, I, I, I miss it. Like, I yeah. miss that. Like, I miss being like, Oh, it's like so cold today. Like, I wish it was spring. The variety. Yeah. I mean, and there is sort of variety. Like in the summer, it gets so hot and I'm like, I, well, I really just am like, I can't be here, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair. Is really what I end up doing. But um, I... Oh, my God. What the fuck is my hair doing today? I don't know. Um, but it's I... big. It's, it's being large today. It's <laughs> it really... Is. It's really doing something. Like, it should I just leave it like that? Yeah, no. That's kind of the vibe, so actually. <laughs> it's giving cheer curls yeah. from my Pop Warner days. Like, this is kind wow. of what it looks like. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, um, 
I miss I miss being like, oh, I can't wait for spring. Like, oh, I can't wait for whatever. But like, that doesn't really happen in Texas. So yeah, that's why I always feel like people in LA must live very weird lives because there's no way to like mark time appropriately. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess I mean, as a person who's never lived in a place like that, I guess I just can't imagine what it would be like to move through different periods of the year with like little to no change in my environment. Like that would just be like, yeah, I agree, confusing to me. I don't know, but I mean. You know, teach their own. Everybody likes different things. I, for one, am yeah. excited to go through another change and transformation. I have, like, a really weird, vivid memory of when I was in high school, like, my junior or senior – I think it was my junior year um, of, like, that first warm day and, like, yeah. either, like, the fake the fake spring day yeah. in, like, February or, like, March or April. And, like, I, I used to pound Dunkin' Donuts iced teas. <laughs> I loved that shit. And so, like, I remember so vividly in my Honda Accord, I was, like, driving around with my windows down with the Dunkin' Donuts iced tea. And I was wow. like, this is living. Yeah, this is. is living. Nothing makes you feel more alive than that, like, first warm day where you get to drive yeah. around with the windows down. And you're like, ooh, I'm, I'm yes. free. I'm that living my life. That does not get life. to happen here. Yeah. I don't get that in Texas. It's so sad. Because you got to have that AC cranking in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Haley, I did a crazy thing recently. What did you do? I deleted the Instagram app from my phone. What? Can you believe that? Wait, why? And also, how recent was this? <laughs> like a week ago. Oh not my even. god, that's like, like kind of a Tuesday while Wednesday? ago. How have I not Dude, noticed? I have you not been liking my photos? I didn't even realize. I think I did. Well, I can still log in like on my phone, on like Safari, oh, and on, on my on, like a browser. Laptop. Mm. But I'm just like not. Ca- I'm not like checking it as often. Whoa, it's How does so it feel? weird. <laughs> kind of nice. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna see how it's long it lasts. Fresh. It's it's been like five days, and it's it's not bad. Yeah. Um. Was there a particular we'll moment see. that instigated this? Well, my friend Grant deleted his Instagram like he inactivated it so like I can't even tag him in a whatever and I was chatting with him about it and he was like yeah like it's really nice like just not even think about it not even like anything I don't have it on my phone no one's tagging me I'm not even looking like I I don't even exist on the internet anymore (laughs) and or had done this so long ago or had like deleted the Instagram app from her phone yeah and like never checked it. And the, honestly, that bothered me as somebody who was her long distance best friend. I was like, what am I supposed to do without sending you memes? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, what do you mean? Um, but I, I think like Grant telling me about how free he feels after deleting it fully. I was like, okay, I can't fully get rid of it. There's no way. Yeah. But if I just delete the app from my phone and also my sister, Rachel had also done it a few times. Um, yeah. And she had told me how, like, freeing it is to just, like, not check all the time, you know? Yeah. Because looking once in a while is great. But, like, I literally, my phone, like, I, I unlock it and my my thumb immediately goes to the bottom corner where my Instagram app used yeah, to be. Yeah, I feel that. It's so funny because I actually changed it. I moved my to-do list app there. <laughs> I'm, such a, I'm such a trickster to my brain. <laughs> so, like, literally, I open Stop. my to-do app all the time. 
And now, you're like, oh, that's I, right. I got shit to do it. That's not looking at my Instagram. <laughs> exactly. It's that's actually so really smart. funny. I'm, I'm really impressed with myself. Maybe to be I honest. should move mine. I've noticed recently that I, this is something that like, I fucking hate being obviously attached to any app or any like social media. Like I hate that about my brain. Cause I do the same thing. You know, we latch on. Yeah. It's like the Gemini illness. Right. And I, <laughs> it's an illness. I have noticed recently though, that like, for years, I was always like, I'll never look at my phone in the morning. Like, I like to have the first 15 minutes of my day be time to just, like, be aware of my body and, like, the world around me and, like, pet Marco or whatever. And yeah. recently, like, on the weekend sometimes, I'll be like, oh, well, you know, what? who cares? And I'll, like, check my email. And then it's like a slippery slope. If I open my email, mm. it's like, well, what's the difference if I open Twitter? What's the difference if I open Instagram? Right. And I'll find myself scrolling for, like, 30 to 40 minutes before I realize, like, oh, I've just been lying in my bed this whole time and I'm hungry and I should be making breakfast. And I'm now you're kind of you're giving me some inspiration like maybe I should move my app like make it harder to yeah. find there's also that you can like delete a, from put the it home in a little screen folder. yeah yeah or a folder and then that way it's just like a little bit more removed and so then I like hopefully wouldn't go to it as much yeah I don't know yeah but I do worry about that too Food for thought I don't know I wow. like it so far we'll see Interesting. we'll see how long it lasts yeah I feel that um well, exciting. But anyway, <laughs> thank you. Um, anyway, folks, today is the day that you've all been waiting for. This Maybe. is the day that we... <laughs> Hard to say. I think so. Hard to say. This is the day that Haley is going to answer some cues about her divorce. Uh, specifically friendship related. We are staying on theme. Obviously, obviously. this is a friendship podcast. Although yeah. we do talk about a lot of shit. <laughs> it is centered around friendship. Yeah. And so I'm really curious to hear how Haley's friendships have changed during mm-hmm. her divorce and the whole process yeah. and things that people have done that were helpful, things that people did that weren't helpful. Yeah. Friends lost, friends gained, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but There's actually some tea g- I could even share from just today. Oh. But anyway, oh we'll get to that. God. We'll get to that. Holy shit. I can't wait. <laughs> Do I even know the tea? I don't think no. I know the tea. No. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> Wow, I love tea. Okay, so um, <laughs> before we get into it, yeah. Haley has allowed me to give a quick timeline. Mm-hmm. Let's of hear this it. Relationship. Let's hear it, Jen. Give the, <laughs> give the people what they want. Tell them the timeline. I certainly will. Okay, so I think the timeline is relevant for context. Yeah, just it's just like brief overview. Brief like overview, high level. When. Yeah, thirty thousand feet. If you want to put it in corporate terms. Uh huh. Um. Okay, so Haley and Steven, her ex-husband, met summer between freshman year and sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. They started dating sophomore year of college, which is funnily enough when Haley and I became friends. Facts. Facts. (laughs) I remember so vividly, actually, I know this is not high level, but I remember so vividly, like, being on the phone with you. I think I was, like, on spring break or something. Mm. Was that when you and Hannah went to Mexico? Oh, no, this is when you went to Key Largo. We were in Key Largo at Emma's house, and right. I was on the phone with you, and you were like, oh, my God, I'm dating this boy. Like, I think I'm dating this boy. He's so cute. La, 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 la. I like Blech. him a lot. Disgusting. <laughs> and I, like, came back to the girls, and I was like, oh, my God, Haley has a boyfriend. That's crazy, because anyway. that spring break was, like, 
Yeah, that was like, I was like in shambles, Loki, that spring break. And I was still like keeping Steven very much at like an arm's length. Like I was like, I don't need you. I'm independent. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You were like, I, also, I don't know if I should date him or not. Yeah. And I was like, you love this man. Ugh, shut up. But I also <laughs> went home that spring break and I saw him. And that was like yes. the first time I had seen him in a while. Yeah. And yes. it was definitely like, things really popping off a little. Anyway, yes, continue. Yes, popped off. So then they dated, you guys dated for a few years, like long distance while he was in Maryland and you were in Boston at BU. And then senior year, he ended up moving up to Boston. Your senior year. Yeah. Moved up to Boston to live with you off campus in yep. an apartment with your friend Emily. And at all. There were a couple other people there too, but yeah. Oh, T. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's the only relevant one. Illy Emily. <laughs> um... So then, and I remember being like, are you sure you want to move in with this man mm-hmm. your senior year of college? Yeah. Did, was I the only person who said that to you? Um, You were the only person who, like, vocalized it as a concern. Other yeah. people, like, asked me pointed questions, but they yeah, didn't. Yeah. But nobody was like... I would think twice about this. You were the only one who was like, I'm worried this is going to change your experience and like change your friendships yeah. and change like how you yes. exist as a person here. Well, cause like my senior year, obviously I was living on campus mm-hmm. with just friends yeah. and like there were no, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I was worried that like it would make your, I don't know. I thought it would make your senior year different. I'm sure it did. I'm not saying that it was a bad thing at yeah, this point. It definitely but, did in some ways, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you lived in Boston for, was it like three years? It was two after? years, technically. Two years after there. you graduated? Oh, oh two well, years. Okay, after so I one, graduated, it was only a year after I graduated. He one was only year. there okay. for two years total. Yeah. Okay. So your senior year and then a year after you graduated, you guys moved back to Maryland mm-hmm. because he wanted to move back to Maryland. Mm-hmm. And you were like, bet, I love my family. I'll be close to my family. But at the time, it's important to note that you, most of your friends that you have now were not there at the time mm-hmm. and or you didn't know them. Yeah. So you were moving back to Maryland without having a big group of, any group yeah. of friends and you were le- leaving all of your friends in Boston behind. Yeah. Six, and six, then, six, 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 six. Um, and then you guys got married in 2020. Mm-hmm. So that was 2017? When we moved back? Yeah, it was the end of 2017. 2017, you moved back. Early 2020, you guys got married, went on your honeymoon, came back, pandemic happened. Immediately. Boom. Immediately quarantined. (laughs) Immediately quarantining with your brand new husband. Yeah. Um, And then you ended up moving out June of 2022. Uh, Yeah. yeah, July. Or May? July. July. Yeah. Okay, July. Um, and then the papers were signed recently. Yeah. Like in the last wow. couple of weeks. Wow. Yep. So <laughs> I think my like first very, very broad question uh-huh. is just a yes or no. Like, have your friendships changed much since you guys separated? Yes. <laughs> For sure. Period. <laughs> I mean, you said yes or no. <laughs> no, that's a, it's a yes or no. A simple question. Um, yeah. Have I will have most of them improved or declined? Um, like overall trend, <laughs> up or down? Because I I'm 
I know that it's been, some have been better and some have gotten worse, right? Uh Obviously. Uh But would you say the general direction, like the average of all of that is trending upwards or trending downwards? I'd say we're trending up. I think if we had to make it like a little bit more accurate and like quantify it a little bit more, Mm -hmm. female friendships trend up, male friendships Mm -hmm. trend down. And is that because most of your male friendships were Steven's friends? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think that there's just like a different dynamic now with mm. men in general. With men because you're not, because you're single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus before you were like, oh, I'm a married woman. Yeah, I'm, I was very I can be friends with all these men and I'm off limits and they know that and I know that and therefore nothing's going to happen. But now you meet a man and you're like, I don't know what's going on here. I think Welcome they also don't know. <laughs> it's very stressful. <laughs> yeah, it is a little it's stressful. Tough. There's a lot of unknowns, which is yes. not yes. fun. <laughs> Male friendships as a single woman that is interested in men is tough. Yeah. It is. It's tough. It is because you'll think you're making a good friend and then all of a sudden they're like, you want to see my dick? And you're like, uh. I'm not going to say no, I'm for research at the very least, but also like, um, I thought for not, research at the very least, I mean, I'm, if I'm nothing, if not a researcher an information right, gatherer, right. yes, um, but also it's kind of like McNutt, chief what? research officer. Yeah. Chief, chief dick. CRO. CDRO. Dick researcher is actually what doctor oh, no. stands for. <laughs> You think DR stands for doctor? Nope, it's dick research. Stop it. I'm a doctor. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so what we're saying is Haley's a doctor. Cool. Cool, oh cool, 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 cool. Anyway. Um, okay, so let's start with the negative because I feel like yeah. I want to end on like a higher note. That's probably wise. Or should we start with this, the better stuff and warm up to the negative? Um, no, we can start with the negative, I guess. Okay. Okay, let's start with the negative. So, I guess, like, of those friendships that you had previously mm-hmm. that you're saying have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Or are completely what, gone. Or are completely... Okay, let's talk with about completely gone. So, mm-hmm. who, I guess, besides Steven's friends, are completely gone? Is anybody else, like, that was a, a you friend that you had while you were married mm-hmm. completely gone? That's a good question, actually. I guess I can't say, well, I don't really know. I, there are, I feel like a lot of my friendships were like strained during Mm. this period of my life. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if I would say they're completely dead now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, because the ones that are gone were Steven's friends. Yeah. For the most part. I feel like we can list them. We probably could. Important to also say like, I saw a really great TikTok that I low-key kind of want to do of this girl being like, if you went through a breakup, I made you a template for your Instagram story so you can tell everybody what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she that. said like, should we pick a side? Like, that was like a thing. And yes. like, if so, yours, his, like, what are we doing? Yep. Um, yep. I should just make it clear, like, everybody should be on my side. And of course. Absolutely. There were, <laughs> there were people who did not pick my side. So like those people were gone, mm-hmm. right? Whatever. That's fine. Right. Like some people need to pick Steven's side, I suppose. But, well, are mo- but, but were the people that picked Steven's side were his were friends people before- that he was friends with first. 
for yeah, the most you part. met them through him. Yes. Yeah. Um, my friendships that were strained, I wouldn't say any of them are completely gone at this point, but they're definitely like I've had a significant number of friends who like. I don't know, maybe either we're like uncomfortable with the situation mm. or like didn't know how to navigate it for one reason or another, whether it's because they, you know, really liked Steven or if it's just because they felt uncomfortable, like they didn't understand divorce point blank. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, but there's, for, I've had a lot of friendships that I have like not been as good. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't say they're co- completely gone, actually. When you say they're not as good, what do you mean? Like, do you talk to them less? Mm-hmm. Are you... They don't reach out. Do you reach out? Mm-hmm. Do, what yeah. do you guys talk about when you do talk? I mean, some, much. Of, some of them, it's, like, really very little. Yeah. Like, some some of them I reach out trying to, like, keep up some kind of in-touchness. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I'm getting, like, almost nothing back. And I'm a firm believer in, like, if I send a message... And I don't receive one back. Like, it's not something that, like, lingers in my brain. Mm. So I guess, like, there probably theoretically is a way I could be handling those conversations better. But, like, it's a lot of, like, me reaching out and not really knowing if I'm ever going to hear from them. And if I do, like, not ever getting to a place where I feel like I'm going to connect with them again. Like, I keep trying Mm. to make plans with people and, like, they don't ever follow through kind of stuff. Which, like, they didn't used to be, like... Right. Have you had any conversations like that with friends to be like, I see that you're being weird or like something's off? Kinda. Yeah. Do you know why? Like what's going on? How have those gone? People are very quick to just like give a, an easy excuse. I feel Mm. like, Oh, I've just been busy or, Oh, I'm just doing this. And like, let's be honest. I do that too. But it definitely like comes across to me as like, there's something that they're not saying. Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to be polite about it type of a thing. Um, and, like, at the end of the day, I'm not going to, like, let that stuff weigh on me that much because I just mm-hmm. have so many other things going on. But it is really, yep. like, I was surprised by it, for sure. I was surprised. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Has anybody, have any of your friends or previous friends done anything super shitty since uh <laughs> describe since super shitty what do you mean by super shitty um like betrayed you in some way or like made you feel really <laughs> or like made you feel really bad about your separation like i guess i guess i mean like somebody who really offended you by saying Something about, like, you know, not agreeing with what was going on or, like, or, like not questioning being on your, me. Yeah, questioning yeah. you, like, yeah. being like, is this the right choice? Are you sure? That kind of thing. Like, has anybody yeah. done that to you? I mean, yes. A lot, quite a few people have done that. Um, nobody who I would say was, like, incredibly close to me to begin with. But yes, I have had people. That's so interesting that people that you're not that close with are willing to say shit like that. Well, I feel like those people, like, for whatever reason, they feel entitled to pass judgment on my life and my decisions as if they Mm. fully understand the 
complexity of them. Right. And that is what they think, like, gives them license to say whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they want about it. Whereas, like, in reality, they know me, they don't know me well enough to actually speak on, like, my Or the situation. They don't know the situation as exactly. well. Like, I would never have asked you that because I know the, the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So that makes exactly. Sense. The people who were the closest to me understood what was going on well enough to know not mm-hmm. to say something shitty like that. But right. the people who weren't necessarily as close to me were the ones who yeah. were much quicker to That's pass tea. judgment, That's to say something shitty, to just like generally question me. And like yeah. my, I mean, my therapist and I have obviously talked about this and like, yeah, she's helped me understand that when these things happen, it's not like actually a reflection of me. Obviously, it's a reflection of that yeah. person and their inability to like cope or understand what's happening. But right. yeah, for sure. There have been people like when that. when people have said that to you, like or something like that to you, do you like, does that make you want to not be? their friend anymore do you maybe demote them do you tell them to shut the fuck up do you yeah just kind of get over it it makes me do not want to talk to them for sure yeah mm, I, I well and i will say too like i don't know maybe i'm more like sensitive to this stuff now than i used to be maybe people were saying this kind of stuff before and i just never noticed mm. because i didn't have like a personal lens to view it through yeah but even just in passing like i feel like i hear people all the time now passing judgment on another person for the choices that they made in their relationship, especially when it comes to what some would view as an abrupt end, um, like a divorce. And it definitely like puts a bad taste in my mouth. Like the, there are a lot of people who are, I just feel like unnecessarily judgy when they obviously don't have any real ability to understand what is going on in that person's situation or in Mm -hmm. their life. And even just hearing that, like not in regards to me, but like in passing makes me also want to not be friends with that person too. Right. Um, Has anybody done anything that made you upset or was, you know, kind of shitty in, in a loose term that you think, was done with good intentions, but was actually bad. Because I feel like a lot of, like we talked about this with, um, when we interviewed Kathleen and Emma about pregnancy, like I feel like a lot of people don't really know what to do or what to say when their friend is getting a divorce. So like what have been some bad things that people did that they thought, (laughs) and you know that like they had good intentions, they meant to do it Yeah, with like, they meant to do it because or they did it because they meant it in a good way. They didn't right. mean to like offend you or make you upset. Yeah. But was actually bad. I will. Well, first, let me just say like, and if, any, if anything that I did, call me out. I don't think just any, say it. I don't think you did anything, but <laughs> okay. Thank I you. will just say like to start blanket statement. It is very hard to do a good job of dealing yeah. with like hearing that kind of news. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I gave people a lot of, I like, I cut people a lot of slack when it came to mm-hmm. like their responses to hearing yeah. that I was like separated or getting a divorce. Um, but I will say like, yes, definitely. There were people who like, especially early on, like when nobody really knew the full context of what was happening yet. And I was like just starting to tell people I had some of my closest friends, even some people would be like, They just didn't know what to say. They didn't know if Mm. they should be, like, supporting my relationship or if they should be supporting me. And so it came off as, like, 
well, you can figure it out. You can do blah, blah, blah. Like it came off a little out of touch because Mm. the reality was that I, I had already done so, so much in this situation and it, they acted like I hadn't been working on it. Oh, so like trying to give you advice. Yeah, how, well, like, yeah, people giving me advice was, like, literally, like, gagged me. That was, like, the worst. But <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, people being, like, like, trying to encourage me, right? Like, they were trying oh, okay. to be encouraging and say, like, you can handle it. Like, whatever's going on, you're going to figure it out. And it, like, I couldn't sit there and be pissed at them about it. But in my head, it was, like... I've literally already been working on this for like eight years. Like you sitting there and saying like, you'll figure it out. You're smart. And just just putting the responsibility back on me again Uh is not okay. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That felt really bad, but I knew enough to know it wasn't meant to be that way. Right. And when they said, when they said it, they were talking about your relationship. Like you'll, you'll figure it out. Like you'll, you'll fix it kind of thing. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Like everybody Mm. was like, well, and I think a lot of it also is like rooted in sexism too. Like I think people see, you know, a couple having issues and they either assume that like the woman is somehow like taking it more seriously than she should quote unquote, or like than necessary because we're, you know, so emotional, like quote unquote, cause we're not mm-hmm. actually like crazy emotional. Um, or they see it as being like, you know, who's going to fix the problem of probably the woman, right? Like the right. men don't know how to fix the problems, but the woman should, and she'll figure <sighs> it out. And like, I, yeah. I definitely got a lot of like that kind of messaging from people, which <sighs> Is it just ingrained in who they are based off of society? Yeah. Like, it's not their fault. It's the patriarchy. But obviously, <laughs> yeah, that also was not fun. <laughs> Thank you, patriarchy. Yeah. Thanks, patriarchy. Um, okay. So what, I guess, on the other side, mm-hmm. what have people done that was super helpful? To get back into a little bit more of a positive world. Oh my God, so many things. I will say there were some people who I talked to about this, like, again, very early on, like they had no info. And Mm -hmm. I was so pleasantly surprised by some of my friends who like, as soon as I mentioned anything was even awry, the first thing out of their mouth was, whatever it is, you're going to be great. And Mm -hmm. whether it's with him or not, 100% you'll be completely fine and we'll be here for you the entire way. Like, Mm -hmm. no question. No, I I even had people say to me, like, I know you would never get to this point without having already, like, bent over backwards to fix things. And therefore, I know that this is super serious and I'm here to support you in whatever way I possibly can. And, like, that came out of the mouths of some of my friends who I, like, have known for many years, but like maybe hadn't been in touch with as much recently or like Mm -hmm. certainly there were many things about my relationship that I didn't share with my friends, even the people closest to me because yep, they weren't always great. And Mm -hmm. the fact that like they knew me so well and like had such faith in me that that was the first thing they said, like, yeah, made me feel so much better. Um, But other than that, I will also say like, I've had a lot of friends 
who just have been more available to me. And I think that because they recognize like I needed a little bit more of like that support. Mm-hmm. Um, when I told them that something was going wrong in my life, that was this serious, like they made themselves available so much more than they had been previously. And it mm-hmm. made our friendships even better, which was a really unexpected but wonderful byproduct of this ah, really shitty situation. That's so beautiful. <laughs> that's yeah. so nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, besides, like, obviously just being, like, there for you and, he, like, you know, listening to what you needed to talk about and just, like, kind of being shoulders to cry on, mm. what have other, like, what have other kind of more effort things been that people have done that have been very helpful? Um, well, checking in on me a lot and also like convincing me to do things or, or like if I was doing something for like the first time doing it with Mm me, um, I feel like I probably came like throughout this whole process. Like I think I probably had a very different experience than a lot of other women who would go through this because I already was living my life very independently when Mm. this happened. Um, And I'm sure that's not the case for a lot of other women who go through divorce. Um, So there were like a lot of things that I felt like pretty well equipped to handle, but Mm. I do feel like there was like a whole facet of my life that I had just kind of like put on the back burner because it didn't feel like, relevant to me when I was married Mm. that when I became separated or you know single like suddenly was very relevant and I needed to like (laughs) explore a little bit more like I can't even remember the last time well also there was a pandemic but I still I couldn't even remember the last time I had like gone out to a bar with some friends or like Mm -hmm. gone and like you know tried to like meet people in the wild (laughs) (laughs) or like or even like talk to somebody on a dating app like these all were things that I was like I don't I either hadn't done it before you had never you had never been on a dating app right yeah well technically I was on tinder for like two months freshman year of college oh yeah yeah, okay Mm, a memory came back to my brain (laughs) well another one also to be fair like this was like such a it, dating apps were also wildly different. Like they were used yes. very differently back then too. So like coming back into the dating scene now, I I had to relearn everything. It's tough <laughs> out there, man. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, the streets are rough for sure. <laughs> um, but like that, like that's something that like I I mean people to think about it. Obviously, they're like, oh my god, if you're gonna be single after having been with somebody for such a long time, like the landscape changes. You have to like reintroduce yourself mm-hmm. to society. It's like you're coming out like a debutante or something. But <laughs> but like legitimately, I was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I had to yeah. ask so many people for advice. And yeah. it was just like really overwhelming and scary. <laughs> and like when the first time you do have to go like meet somebody for the first time, like. Uh, I was like, I was a little, I was a little worried, a little bit. I know. I know. You <laughs> FaceTimed me. Yeah. And I said, just do it. <laughs> I was like, rip I'm the band aid off. 
Which really makes me a hypocrite because you know that your girl has not been on a date in like a year or so. That's good. Fair, but also we both know that we're better at giving advice than we are at taking advice. So tea. take That's our own advice, that is. Tea. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. I ignore myself, really. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. to ignore myself. Um, I know that I think like one of the things that I... I feel like was super helpful for you was Heather and Alex basically like being super physically available to you. I feel like, cause I think yeah. you spent a lot of time, especially at the beginning. And honestly, like as somebody who was a long distance best bestie, like I feel yeah. like I couldn't physically be there for you. You know, I did fly there, but like that wasn't, that was just you a weekend. Be there, like, right? Immediately. Yeah. I couldn't be there all the time, but like I was really glad that you had Heather there mm. and Alex to like, you know, have you sleep over and have you there for dinner and like just yeah. like physically be there for you for so long. I feel like that was so like shout out to them, you yeah. know, for I feel like they really like came through for you they, there they like shepherd me through like the worst of it like yeah truly. that's I so really true think that they did i honestly like i feel like so much of my memory is like barely even there anymore of like what mm. things were like a year ago because at the beginning yeah, when, I mean, you've like, come so far yeah and when we were still living together and everything was horrible and we were like massively depressed and like yep. barely hanging on like from day to day I just, like, didn't want to be there. Like, I just didn't want to be in that space. Like, working from home most of the time was really hard. And also, it was just, like, it was was a shitty environment. Like, everybody's sad. Nothing feels good. You're working very hard and there's not much reward. And, like it was just horrible to be in that space. So, like, anytime I could get the opportunity to leave... I would for the most part. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right. going to Heather and Alex's was like the best. I used, I got so used to that drive, which at the time I was living like 20 ish minutes away, but I got so used to the drive. Like I knew exactly mm-hmm. what it was going to be like every night. I would always leave at like the same time and to head home. And now actually it's funny. Cause when I drive that direction to like, if I'm going like to a store or something that's like near where I used to live, that's what I always think of in my head is like when I would drive mm. back and forth from their house to my house yeah. when I lived super far away. Cause I did it so much. Like I was just always over there. And now obviously I still go to their house all the time, but like, it's very different. Yeah. Cause I only live five minutes away now. So it's yeah. way easier. <laughs> yeah. A blessing, honestly. Truly. Um, what else have, or I guess like what other advice do you have for people who have friends that are going through a divorce, like things that were super helpful for you other than just like being there and like listening to you? Um, what other like good things can people do for their friends? Yeah. I would say a big one is just like, don't let your friend be stuck in their bubble, like trapped in their Mm -hmm. bubble. Cause it's really hard to see outside of the bubble when you're in the middle of it. And this is true for any grief situation. Anytime you're going through like very serious grief and loss, it's really hard to remind yourself that there's anything else happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And I just think like the more that people could be like, Hey, I'm here. What, you know, there's a movie coming out. You love movies. 
famously. Yeah. What if we went to it? What if we got the fuck out of the house and we saw that movie? And what if yeah. we also went to Olive Garden afterwards? Because we love breadsticks. Dude, like we love breadsticks. Just anything to remind you that there's life outside of your apartment slash home. Yeah, is like a game changer <laughs> when you're right. in the midst of that pain. Um, yeah, and also like. Another thing, too, that, like, I really commemorate and, like, appreciate about Heather is that she's a very good listener without passing judgment. And Mm -hmm. so she would let me talk about whatever it was that I had going on. And she wouldn't even necessarily really add anything. She would just kind of let me talk. Like, people talk about, like, talk therapy, which is literally you just go to a therapist and you just tell them everything that's on your mind and you feel so much better afterwards. I had, like, an actual therapist at the time. Who I was doing that with, too. But, like, sometimes there were things that I could tell Heather that she would understand in a way my therapist wouldn't because she's known me for, like, almost my whole life. And Mm -hmm. it was nice just to be able to say them aloud. Like, the first time I ever said aloud that I thought I might get a divorce was almost exactly a year ago. And I was sitting in the car in front of Heather's house. We had just come back from like Target or something. Yeah. And we like, it was one of those periods of time where like every conversation we were having was either about something that was right in front of our face. or like the book we were looking at on a shelf or something. Yeah. Or like the second we would get in the car, there would be like this like heaviness that would weigh on us in the car because we knew the thing we weren't talking about yet that we probably needed to talk about was like, what was going on with me and like the elephant in the room. Yeah. This like atmosphere. And Mm -hmm. I remember we like drove back from target or something and we were sitting in her car and she just kind of left it running because it was cold outside and we were just sitting there and I was like, I don't know. Like I really don't want to get divorced, but I think I might, I might need to get divorced. Like, I don't know. And that was the first time ever in my whole life. I had ever even considered that a possibility. Whoa. And I had like, that's been, crazy. I know. I had like been kind of thinking about it only like a yeah. little bit for like a week beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it was still one of those like distant thoughts. Like that's not really going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it could, I guess, technically, but like almost definitely won't. And then, I don't know. As the week went on, I just kept thinking about it. And I kept thinking, like, maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong about mm-hmm. things before. It's not yeah. often. It's very rare. <laughs> so, like, that's weird. But, like, I have been wrong before. Yeah, right. And that was, like, the first time I actually, like, voiced it aloud. Which felt like yeah. the scariest thing to do. Because as soon as you say it aloud, then it's, like, real. Mm-hmm. And I remember Heather being wow. like, if that's what happens, that's okay. And I was like, yeah. Heather also, her parents are divorced. So she's Mm -hmm. seen it. She, you know, is very familiar with what it looks like and how it can go. Obviously, it's always different. Mm -hmm. But and actually, so is Alex. He also is a child of divorce. So Mm. the two of them have like a good, unique perspective on the situation. But Yeah. yeah, I just remember very distinctly her being like, well, We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <was> like, sick. <laughs> so really just like being there for you and supporting every decision that you make 
I think yeah. is, I think a big takeaway from this, like, yeah, not, not offering questioning. advice. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not asking for more unless it feels like there's something I needed to share that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not passing judgment, literally just listening, acknowledging that it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And again, like the thing that Heather has always been wonderful at, which is just like reminding you that you're not going to do it by yourself, which mm-hmm. I think all of my closest friends did that in one way, yep. shape, or form. Everybody was like, the reality is that if this is what happens on the other side, we'll all still be here. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, not everything will burn to the ground. Yeah. And since we'll still be here, we can help you put everything back together. Right. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. How do you think your, your friendships have changed not in like a better or worse way, but just like different, different. Like, do you think, cause I think our friendship has just changed just like, it's not necessarily better or worse. It's just different now. Well, do you feel like that? Yeah. We have different things to talk about now too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. So like how have your other friendships and including ours, like changed not for the better or worse, but just like, They're just different now. Well, I mean, I think I've changed. Like, that's that's really what it is. And I think... Big T. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I'm just very much not who I was before, which is so weird. But I, you know, like, obviously, I'm still, like, you know, beautiful and funny and stuff. But I (laughs) have... And humble, too. (laughs) She's so humble. No, that part's different. Um... Don't no, pretend like, you were ever humble. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I do think, like, I'm just fucking different. Like, I'm so much more self-assured now than I was mm-hmm. before. I um really, like, have embraced a lot of my flaws and also have, like, seriously worked on a lot of them. Like, some mm-hmm. of which were relevant to my relationship and some were just, like, me as a person, ways that I was, like, maybe not there for myself. Um mm-hmm. And I, I've just learned a lot. I've grown a lot in the past couple of years, really. But, like, especially the last year. Like, I was growing, like, fucking Jack and the Beanstalk. And right. I think that is why so many of my friendships are different, too. Is because, like, I'm different. People see me differently now. Like, I, I have right. friends who... I was very close to at one point in my life and then we like drifted apart and then we've now since come back together in the midst of all of this stuff happening with me Mm -hmm. and like the way our friendship was before versus after wildly different. We talk about different stuff. We have different interests, um, different things in common. Mm -hmm. We like the things we want to do together are different than what we wanted to yeah. do together before. Like I want to do different things than what I did previously when I was married. I want to like right. explore more and go out more. Like, I feel like I got very like, for lack of a better word, lame when I was married. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I feel like, or maybe like boring is a better word. I don't know what a, what the right word is, but I feel like I was like kind of, kind of lame and like hmm and I think part of that is because I was like it was a lot of energy to exist 
in that relationship and like work on it constantly. I mean, all relationships are work, but like that relationship cost me a lot of energy. And I Mm -hmm. think like, I just didn't want to put energy towards other things that would have been like fun or enriching in a different way because I was like, no, I got to focus on this. And now I don't have to do that. So like I have all this energy and I'm like, oh, wait, what if I was fun again? Like that would be cool. (laughs) And now I'm more fun. That would be so cool. (laughs) And like, that's like obviously like broad, broad use of those words. Like there are like a lot of like little specific things, but yeah. But yeah, I just feel like I was really lame before and now I'm like way more cool and interesting and fun. (laughs) Maybe this is also just part of getting old, you know? We're almost 30. That's probably part of it, too. <laughs> being lame? I mean, I know being I've fun now. Oh, being fun now. Well, there was also a pandemic. Let's not forget. This was before the pandemic. Oh, you were lame before the pandemic, oh, you think? Oh, yeah. I yeah, was lame yeah, before yeah. I was married, too. Let's well, be I think, honest. I think a lot of people that are in relationships, like... Are lame? You're just... Con- <laughs> well, not necessarily lame, but, like, I think it's just easier to just, like, stay home and hang out with your significant other because, like... <sighs> That's easy and that's fun and, like, that's less energy. Also, though, like, there's a a difference. Like, I can even feel a difference between, like, me being, like, I'm taken, so why would I put in any effort versus Mm. me being, like, I just don't feel, like, interested in these things. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, when I was in Italy, when I was studying abroad in Italy. Yeah. Um... It was, like, a, obviously, Italian culture is, like, very different. Like, people go to bars all the time just, like, because they that's just, like, what you do at night. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, going out necessarily unless you're going to, like, a club. And I would just, right. like, go to a bar and, like, wear, like, a sweatshirt and, like, not look cute. Like, literally just be there to have a drink and think, like, oh, this is so, like, easy. Like, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like, this is no, like, very low stakes. Also, because, yeah. like, before that, I was so concerned with, like, the male gaze and constantly, like, dressing for that and acting a certain mm-hmm. way for that. And so I, that was, like, when I started to, like, shake it off a little bit and be like, oh, my God, what? Like, I can just do whatever. Like, I don't have to try anymore. I can right. just be chill. But then yeah, I, like, yeah. took it too far and I was like, I just don't want to put any energy towards anything because I'm tired. Like, there's all this other stuff going on and I'm just tired. And then it was like, I didn't even realize that, like, I was atrophying away. Like, my fun muscle was, like, Mm. atrophying during that time because I just got, like, so complacent or whatever. I don't really know how to describe it. Honestly, Still working through it in therapy, but yeah, fair. But fair. like, it's, no, I think that makes sense to me though. Like, you were too tired to put effort into other things, and now you're happier. Yeah, <laughs> and also, no, you're right. And also, like, right. now the thing I'm putting effort into is me, yourself, which is me, myself, lit. and I, baby. Literally, yeah, it's so. Fun because I'm well, and you really never fun. really you are can confirm. Well, and also like you never really had a a time in your life, very long time in your life, where you were single. Like you were in a relationship in high school. Mm-hmm. You were single for a year in college. It was like two years, then, but yeah, okay. Well, two years, but and it, then but in college when like Steven. I I still was obsessed with the male gaze, so not right, really the same. Right. Yeah, and then right. I started dating Steven. Yeah. And then eight years later, here we are. Like, it's... Yeah. 
you, this is your first experience for a very, like, to be single. Yeah. And like, and like, learn about yourself and be independent and you're living on your own and like, Mm -hmm. you've never lived on your own before. Yeah. You always had roommates. Like you, and then you met Steven. Like now you're living alone, learning so much about yourself. Yep. And, I think you're able also, like, to bring it back to the friendship thing, I think you are now able to put effort into friendships, like, way more effort into friendships than you ever have. I don't yeah. think Which you Which is crazy, because as- we already put so much effort into our friendships, right? Like, that's well, always been who yeah. we are. Right, but I feel like you have... The number of friends that you talk about now seems higher. It definitely because is. Because I think... You're putting more effort into more friendships. Yeah. Um, which part of that I wonder is because you're not really like tired anymore of putting the effort into your relationship, but also like you are, you were so used to like telling Steven everything and doing everything with Steven, but like now you are doing that with friends. Like I remember you asked me one time, like, what do you do if you want to go to a concert, but you don't know who's going to go with you? Yeah. Like, do you buy two like, tickets you, and just pray? Do you buy two tickets and, <laughs> and just pray? Or like, what do you do? And I was like, no, I always just like ask people who, before yeah. I like buy tickets and someone usually wants to go. Someone's yeah. usually down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but like that, that had never, I don't even think that thought had ever crossed your mind. I mean, I obviously have gone to concerts with friends, but it was always like, if we both but knew we talked about it together like, and we both yes. knew we wanted to do it together, but like, right. I never like had something I wanted to go to and not known who was going to go with me. Right. That had never right. happened. Yeah. And all of a sudden right. that was happening and I was like, yeah, the fuck do people do? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I will say being a single, successful, very hot and funny woman in 2023 is Mm -hmm. a vibe. And it's also like, (laughs) it's also just like, it's not what it would have been if this had happened to me in 2016. You know what I mean? Like, And it also isn't what it would have been if this had happened to you in 2030. Oh my god, I literally could actually vomit even just thinking of that. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would just be a very different scenario. Yeah, it'd be, a very different conversation. It would be bad. Um It would be BAD bad. Yeah. It would be BAD but like, bad. Literally, sure. like I do feel so strongly that like 2023 is like I mean the, the past couple years I would say, but like especially now, like I feel like we're as a collective, as a society, we're really like hitting our stride when it comes to and maybe it's also like the age that we're at too, but like we're really like getting somewhere when it comes to like loving ourselves, giving a shit about ourselves, mm-hmm. and also like really interrogating why we are even interested in other like forms of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And like where, what the source of that affirmation is, and whether or not we could get it better from somewhere else. Like those are. Questions. I do think that that's. I think what? it's big of, about our age. I yeah. think that's like mostly what that's from. For yeah, sure. but I, I mean, I feel like I see people talk about it on TikTok all the time who definitely aren't like pushing thirty too. Like I see some that's younger fair. people talking about it too. Like I think the younger generation is just learning these things faster than we did. Dude, Gen Z, they do kind of get quick. it. Unfortunately, they are they're quick. quick. Yeah, and they're not dealing with any of this boomer bullshit that we've been dealing with. Oh, no God, offense, mom and dad. Yeah, no, you're right. You're so. right. 
Um, but yeah, I just feel like all of that like lends itself to, it's kind of like a perfect like pressure cooker for me being able to like figure mm-hmm. these things out at this time in my life, which yes. is nice. I will also say that putting more time into myself is part of the reason why I can put more time into my friendships too, because <gasps> I feel better. Tea. I'm happier. And that makes me want to make other people happy too. Mm-hmm. And like, I recognize how much I get out of those relationships that I have with my friends in a way that I didn't, I have the time or energy to recognize before. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's nice. I like it. Um, I want to end with a tough question. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) What is something that you wish someone had done as you were going through this separation process that, that they didn't? Is there, is there anything I guess that you wish someone had done like now looking back. Cause I feel like when you're in a situation and someone's like, what can I do? It's really hard to be like, I need this. I need that. Right. But now looking back on it, as you're going through the separation, was there anything that nobody did that now you're like, that would have been really nice. Or like, that would have been so helpful. Honestly, I wish people had, either pressured me more or forced me to take a break. I Mm. feel like there were times when I would talk to people when it was like, really like we were really in the shitter and I would be like, ha ha ha, you know, at least work is distracting. And people would be like, yeah, that's so great. You can just focus on your work. And Mm. also like the number of people who were like, oh, I, my career did the best when I was doing the worst in my personal life. Like that was when I did so well at work because everything else in my life was shit. And so I just poured myself into my job. Oh my God. Ew. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I don't like that for them. Honestly, like to let's be frank here. I did not pour myself into my job like that. Like, so (laughs) sorry if my coworkers and boss are listening, but like, I didn't do that. Like I worked hard, but I didn't like make work my whole life. Like I wasn't like pulling like 12 hour days because I didn't want to talk to my husband at the time. Like that didn't happen, but right. It did like in hindsight, it did bother me that people weren't like, you should take time off. Like you should stop because I was barely getting through the day. Like it was like, (laughs) I would wake up feeling like shit and work all day. Sometimes work would be nice. Sometimes it would be horrible. You never really knew. And then I would have to log off of work and continue to exist in my very stressful, painful, difficult life. Mm. And it was like, I would have done so much better mentally if I had had time just to like go away for a week or like, or even just like Mm. go get like a massage or something like a literally anything to just give myself like a wellness break would have been so fucking helpful. And like no one ever like, I mean, I'm sure people probably suggested it in passing, but nobody ever like really like, made me stop and be like, you should really do this for yourself because I think you yeah. need it. No, nobody was concerned in that way for my mental health. And I think a big part of that was because I constantly was trying to keep everybody from being concerned. Yep. But I like wish that somebody had been able to like see through that a little bit. Yeah. Right. Obviously people can't read mine. So it's not like I expect anybody to do that, but 
man. If you know somebody who is going through like a really difficult, shitty situation like that, please, please, please tell them to like go on a trip and take them on a trip. Take take them somewhere. Literally anywhere. (laughs) Just somewhere that's not their home for like Uh three days would be nice. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. One of the best things I did was when I went to go visit you in Austin. (gasps) In April. Oh my God. Honored. (laughs) Come back. I will. I have a Google alert set already on the flight. (laughs) Thank God. Um, Well, Haley, thank you very much for being so open and honest about this. I know it's a, I think at this point you, you seem to be doing a lot. Like, I mean, I know that you're doing so much better than you were a year ago, but I know it's still a tough subject to talk about and like hard to, but I, I think that it's a really important thing to talk about because we're at the age where, and it's crazy to think like we're at the age where people are already getting married and getting divorced, but like it's happening. And like, I feel like I know a lot of people that are our age that are, that have been married and divorced. Like it's very normal at this point. So I, and I don't think that it is talked about very much how to help somebody when they're going through that. So I Mm -hmm. felt like, you know, this was a really good conversation so that people can have an idea of like what is going through someone's brain as they're going through something like this and what they need and what they don't need. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So happy I could help. Thank you, Jen, (laughs) for writing such thoughtful questions and for thinking about this so hard. I appreciate it so much. And also for being my friend and for being there for me through all the, all the shit times. (laughs) I'm very proud of you. Love you. For Aww. everything that's happened in the last year. Thanks, Beeb. It's been a rollercoaster. Um, <laughs> it has. It certainly has. Um, and with that, um, mm-hmm. if anybody has, like, other questions for Haley. Yeah. <laughs> that I or if ask, you also um, have, like, a friend who might be dealing with something similar. Yeah. Yeah, something similar or just, you know, general friendship stuff mm-hmm. send us an email no filter friendship at gmail.com that is no filter friendship at gmail.com and uh you can also find us online if you want to find us on social media we're on instagram and twitter at no filter friends with a z at the end and if you are looking on tiktok it's no filter friendship you can also dm us if you would prefer mm-hmm. to do that to writing an email for whatever reason or like sending like a voice note or something like you can do all of that on our socials too yeah. and we'll, we'll read yeah. them and or listen we could even play them on the pod if you really wanted tea tea we could we could yep um all right well we'll be back and with oh, another rate, episode review of- and subscribe oh, oh my god I- <laughs> rate review and subscribe don't forget and we'll be back <laughs> with another episode of no filter friendship bye friends. bye friends rate review and subscribe oh my god no no <laughs>